there, I'm Jolene McCarthy and welcome to Two Question Tuesday. Each week, Two Question Tuesday answers randomly picked questions submitted by our clients. Answering this week's questions, we have with us Phil D'Angelo, Managing Director of Focus Wealth Management, and Mike Pizzani, Director of Financial Planning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Okay, Phil, our first question is from Alan in New York. How long will supply chain disruptions last? So, you know, when you look at the ISM numbers from August 2nd, uh, earlier this month, uh, it shows that, you know, prices were starting to ease up a little bit. Um, I, you know, so short term, I think that if you look at building pressures, uh, materials, Home Depot and their earnings report started to say that, you know, the supply chain was getting a little bit better. Um, I think that it's largely dependent on any future lockdowns. I mean, we still are seeing lockdowns in Southeast Asia. Uh, you're still having, you know, really tough time uh, in the automakers with, with su- supplying chips. Um, so I think if you look globally throughout the supply chain, it depends on, on what you're talking about. Anything made in the U.S., um, you know, aside from energy, which, you know, after this uh, hurricane down in, in Louisiana in the Gulf uh, could, could definitely put a crimp on energy supplies and drive prices up a little bit higher, even short term. Uh, anything made in the U.S., I think you're going to be OK come the fall. Uh, it's, it's overseas, especially Southeast Asia. If you look at container supply uh, costs, uh, you know, it used to in July, it would cost about eleven thousand dollars to ship a container from China to the U.S., that's up to $20,000 now. Uh, and that's at 11, it was even high. You know, it was, it was a couple thousand dollars just a few years back. So uh, globally, shipping costs have gone up tremendously. Uh, so I think anything from around the globe, it's going to take a little bit longer. I think that these pressures probably last uh, for another six to eight months. Uh, but again, any products made in the U.S. or being made, uh, like chip plants that are opening up in Texas and whatnot, as those come online, uh, that will uh, certainly help the supply chain. But hey, that's going to take time, right? And uh, you know, it's going to take time. It seems like the labor force is extremely tight right now as well. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be about another six to eight months um, until we can get what we want again. Uh, and it, you know, it might not be that quick. So. Okay. Our next question, Mike, is from Ryan in South Carolina. What are your thoughts of putting a very large down payment on a house right now? So my thought process on this is a little bit backwards to like the conventional financial thought and or theory with this, because there's a lot of uh, distribution and financial ideals that talk about paying down debt and completely being out of debt. Whereas right now with interest rates as low as they are, I mean, the 30-year rate right now is hovering between 2.875 and 3%. 15-year rates are at like at 2.25%. I mean, with interest rates that low and the rate of inflation hovering north of 5% right now, if you're borrowing money at a rate that's less than inflation, I think it's a little bit uh, silly to put that much money down. You want to have an adequate down payment so you're not paying – uh, PMI or anything like that. But realistically, if inflation rates keep running this high, the bank is going to hold the bag and be the person who uh, loses money on that loan long term because the rate of interest isn't even as high as the rate of inflation. 
simultaneously, if you earn 4% as a rate of return on your investment assets and you invest the remainder of the money, on a net basis, you're better off because your rate of returns are higher than the rate of interest that you're paying out on the loan. So it also gives you a healthy um, level of liquidity because realistically, if you put a really significant amount of money in on a down payment of the house and you need liquidity um, because anything comes up with the house, you have to do a roof or there's any other uh, uncertain costs that pop up. First thing you have to do is turn around and take out a home equity loan, borrow money out of your house. So you're gonna have to pay closing costs and or potentially higher rate of interest in the future if interest rates do go up. So realistically, I think that supports borrowing a little bit more in the current environment, which is a little bit backwards to conventional financial theory, but I think that the circumstances in the economy support that right now. So as long as you you pay it down, pay your debt down quicker, but to your point, it gives you flexibility. Yeah, exactly. I think that liquidity component is really, really important because if you have $200,000 liquid, put $200,000 into a house, you have no liquidity anymore. You have to borrow the money to get it back. Okay. Well, thank you both for answering this week's two questions. If you have a question you'd like to submit, email us at jmccarthy at focuswealthmgmt.com. Stay safe, and we will see you next week.